0: One time I was sucked into the TV, but it was to Law Order SVU, and I was brutally murdered. We're talking Fairly Odd Parents Channel Chasers on today's. We're not. Affiliated with. Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults trying to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and crap your pants. Simple. <laughs> crap your pants. Um, <laughs> that reminds me, and I'll introduce my guest in a second, but um, when I was a kid, um, I did this thing where I wouldn't poo unless it was an absolute emergency. He's looking at me weird. So that would mean I would go several days without pooing. So um, I had a lot of uh and not a lot. I had several <laughs> sharp incidents in like third or fourth grade. Um but we'll ask him what his poo history was. Um he is a friend of mine. He is a writer, a director. Um he and I have worked many times on Temple University's sketch comedy show Temple Smash. It's Vito Scuddy. Hey, hi everybody. I'm Hello. a strong advocate for
1: pooping whenever you need to. You just yeah. if you need to do it, just do it.
0: I assume you uh, you have a healthier I I do. I actually I'm appalled
1: by the idea that people um, when they have to go to the bathroom like in a public place and they're like, oh, I
0: can't I can't use store bathroom. It's just like, dude, just what what are you going to do? Well, the one thing that sucks about store bathrooms is that the store Wi-Fi does not reach there. Oh,
1: that's that's only like some stores. That only happened to me in a Staples once recently. But I didn't know that, Staples had bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> also, I never thought of anybody being in Staples so long that they're like, okay, now I have to go to the bathroom. I it wasn't. It was, it was I drove over and I was like, oh, man,
0: I have to go to the bathroom. And then I did. So, oh, so let's this start staples, this off in a different way. Is this way the than Staples poop. in the Andorra parking? Uh, no, this is in um, Chestnut Hill. Okay. I don't. I don't think I'm familiar with that
1: statement. It's, uh, it's by uh, it's by my old childhood uh, doctor's office.
0: Oh. Uh, I can tell
1: you. There's a there's a McDonald's down the street that I went to like twice.
0: Oh oh okay, yeah. I know which one. It's like cobblestone. Yeah like, yeah yeah. If you if any of you were uh, <laughs> in the Chestnut Hill area. Um, there... I pooped in your Staples bathroom. <laughs> Actually, um, I I just remembered that there used to be. I used to go to a video store right by that state that Staples and McDonald's. It was, it was called. It was called TLA, um, mm-hmm. and they. I remember because there was still Blockbuster at the time, but we would go to TLA for kind of like more uh, like indie and like rarer finds. Cause oh, okay. It was like, it was more of a specialty uh, local. Uh, video store.
1: I only the only video store I ever went to was uh, it was in my like a town close to me. It was Flower Town. Um, nice. and Good I, town. I can't remember what the name of the video store was because it wasn't a Blockbuster. Was it
0: Hollywood Video? N- it Might have. They been. were a big competitor. I they feel hadn't...
1: as though it was either that or like it was like AMC or something. Like it you're f- thinking of the theater. No, I mean I know, but I it it felt like to me it was owned by AMC. It might have been Hollywood
0: Video though. Mm-hmm. I yeah. might have. I also might have said this on the podcast before, but. Um, When I was 10, I wrote uh, a letter to myself to be opened when I was 14 or 15. And this was at summer camp. And one of the first things that I said in my letter was, you should work at Blockbuster Video. And months before, they had declared, like, hey, no more stores. Oh, gosh. You must have been really sad as a a 15-year-old.
1: I don't think... Maybe it was Hollywood Video, but it doesn't look like I... I thought it would. I, I can't remember.
0: It Hollywood video was kind of nasty. Yeah. It was like, why isn't this a
1: blockbuster? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know anything different at the time, and I didn't even really go for movies. I went
0: for video games all the time. I would I would oh. rent out video games. My parents would be like, oh, you know, you can get one video game while we're here, and I was like, yeah. Well, I I like never had a video game system. Like I got really? we got my our first video game system. We got a Wii um, when I was eleven, I think. Wow. And. I think we would just be very care like selective of the games that we would buy at uh, GameStop or whatever. That's so interesting to me because I like grew up
1: on video games, but it's really because of my cousins who like also loved video games. Mm-hmm. So I had like I owned a PS2 like relatively soon in my life, and then uh, I got a Wii. I had an Xbox 360. I had an Xbox One. I have my computer.
0: I just, I don't know. I
1: find dude, it funny. Dude, you're addicted. Yeah, I'm
0: addicted as heck. Yeah, so, well, so your fondest memories of kind of, so Blockbuster in the, the age of renting, I guess. So that was more uh, video games and stuff. Yeah. How, actually, how did that work, actually? So the games were just completely wiped when you well, got them? Well, so
1: for, for like the PlayStation 2 games, the CDs don't like save the memory onto the CDs, obviously. Uh, they save to the console oh, okay. or like on, they had memory cards that that you would save files to, so you would just get this CD and it would ju- just be on your little memory card. I actually, I found one of those recently and it's sitting on one of my shelves just because I, I like it uh, and it's like an old relic to me now um, and it's like... <laughs> I think it's like 32 megabytes or something. It's Ooh, so ample, small. Ample space. It is crazy. And I was—I didn't even have a concept of what computer space was <laughs> when I was like 10. So I was just like, all right, I can just put my things on here and put things on here endlessly. And that'll be my life. Um, but now, many years later, I know what a terabyte is. That's about it. Like <laughs> No big deal. If you don't <laughs> know exactly how I, much a
0: terabyte is. I know exactly how much a terabyte. Sorry unique. to our listeners. That was very creepy. <laughs> you, did Did you ever use GameFly?
1: No, I never... Um, I had one friend who used... When Netflix came out, they used it to get games. And, like, <laughs> it was back when they gave CDs. And I used to go over his house, and I was amazed by the concept of just getting games just shipped to your house. And I would go to my mom, and I would be like, Mom, can I please... Can we get Netflix? And she's like, no, it's too expensive. And I'm like, Netflix, please. that'll never catch yeah. up. <laughs> I think it was, uh, like, that... I actually had a thought like that when I was, like, 13. I was, like... I, would, I looked at it, and I was like... It's a weird thing like
0: watching watching TV and movies on the computer.
1: <laughs> it wasn't even computer It was just like getting it shipped to you like because at that point Netflix didn't have a streaming service Yeah, streaming wasn't really a thing until after YouTube really
0: I remember the very early like we got Netflix and because the the we were really mad because Blockbuster had a similar program where it was like they would ship you DVDs But you could also return them to the store and get a rental in exchange, oh. which was a great program But like the rules were so weird that we ended up just being like, okay, we're gonna try this Netflix thing now, and um, my mom and my mom would always put on these like weird movies and put them like right to the top, like, oh, I saw that, I want to see this documentary about like, like the children of Auschwitz or something, oh my God, that's you know, really something funny. fun like that. And she would like, it would just be sitting on the sh- on uh, like on the TV stand for three weeks, and we'd be like, Mom, <laughs> if you're not gonna watch this, like, we, you can order it again some other time. But I mean, we have like movies that we want to watch. Yeah. Uh, And then I think the first thing we ever streamed, I remember it was um, Betty White's episode of SNL. Wow. For a very brief moment, uh, um, SNL was on Netflix. That's
1: really crazy. I didn't know that.
0: I, I think I remember a little bit about Netflix's early days, but my parents didn't
1: really get into Netflix until like I was in high school because they were like, "Oh, I like movies," and then they got like a few DVDs shipped to them. My sister would always get DVDs, even though she has like a collection of fifty, which is also really funny because I'm the film major and she's becoming a doctor, and I didn't watch movies so. <laughs> but um. And
0: you were operating on yeah, people. and I was
1: operating on people all the time. Um. But yeah, she she would just get movies and put them up, and I never got anything because my parents and my sister were so adamant about getting their DVDs <laughs> that I wouldn't have time or like space, and they could only send like two DVDs at a time. Um,
0: oh, you had the two DVD.
1: We just one at a time. Yeah, I don't.
0: My my sister and my
1: mom always wanted something different, so they always got something different.
0: Well, speaking of DVDs, <laughs> actually, interestingly enough, and that's a good transition. Um, this this Fairly Odd Parents special that we're talking about, um, Fairly Odd Parents. Channel chasers. channel chasers it was um i bought this dvd at barnes and noble i think so i saw it i had seen it on tv when i came out and i needed to buy it
1: i really wanted to have it a lot but i watched cartoons and nickelodeon so much that i just saw it whenever it came on mm-hmm. um i was actually like i don't watch much tv anymore but i used to be such a fanatic with nick with uh, Cartoon Network was sometimes Disney, like, like I those would be my what I spent my time on if I wasn't playing video games. Yeah,
0: well, well, uh, Nickelodeon I remember really I, I really drew to it as a kid because because um, Disney it was all like really upbeat and very I don't know it's hard to describe but it's just like very like family friendly and just like very yeah. like total G. But Nickelodeon, I remember, it would have, like, a bit of a sassy side. And it was, like, there would be some stuff... They would have a range of programming ages. Like, for the most part, you could watch anything on Disney as a little kid, and you would be fine. But Nickelodeon, I remember, it had a little bit of a bite, and you had to kind of... Uh, be careful about when you tuned in because it could be like teen Nick or something, and then you would be screwed. I actually, I, I remember like thinking the same thing, but I also watched Cartoon Network, which
1: I, I always thought was a step up from Nick when it came to like the weird and appropriate, like yeah. teenage stuff when I was younger because they always had like, um, like, I mean, they had like Ed Ed and Eddie, and that show is like bonkers. Um, and then I, like later on it would become Adult Swim and I would just watch these experimental stupid videos that would be up there and I would yeah. be like, Ugh, I'm smart. I'm, I'm 13 and I'm watching things for 16 year olds to laugh at.
0: Adult Swim has gotten so much crazier in the I past agree. couple years though. Cause I, I, when, when we were both in, I guess, middle school when, uh, kids our age started talking about Adult Swim, it was just kind of like, it was a lot of just, you know, Family Guy reruns and then. Like Tim and Eric, I think was the craziest thing that they had. Yeah. But now it's they're so. I mean, like everybody can talk about oh Rick and Morty's crazy and all that stuff, but it's I don't know. There's 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 a lot more like actual adult content. Yeah, on
1: it. they've I, I I actually really like the fact that they've really started to market themselves in that way because um they're also doing a lot of independent animation stuff which I've kind of kept up with a little bit like. Uh, they have this um, video that they put up on Vimeo that is this independent animation done by some of their, like, highest animators that they have there. And oh, they it's... gotta be high if <laughs> 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 um, But they, I, I watched it and it was like, basically it was about these, like, few, like, few people in the future that crash land on this alien planet. Um, And it's going through the story of them trying to, like, do something that it's not really clear about what it is. But they have to go through this whole process of, like, things they learned about the biological functions of of this world. Where it's, like, almost like a puzzle. Like, they have to, like, kill this one thing and get something from inside of it. And use that thing to, like, get another thing attracted to them so they can, like... Ride it off of this cliff and then jump on this thing. It's it's really crazy and I I'm I'm really into independent animation and stuff like that. Um, I I think animation is where some of the most creative like shorts come from and everything. Yeah,
0: because well I think it's there's so much work that goes into animation, but because you don't have to factor in like (laughs) subtle, Um, because there's no kind of securing of locations and. Like, as long as somebody can draw it, then it can be possible. It's different limitations, but more on the technical side than the creative side.
1: Yeah, but our uh, animation is really difficult. And animation, like good animation especially. So I I mean, I totally respect anybody Mm. that can animate.
0: But at the same time, I grew up on like Homestar Runner. So (laughs) I I have no qualms about any (laughs) animation at all. Understandably.
1: I actually have never seen Homestar Runner, but I've heard so much about it.
0: I don't know how much you would latch onto it now, but definitely when I learned about it in like sixth grade, it really... It opened my eyes to more just like absurd comedy where like the yeah. jokes, the jokes in that show, for the most part, are just like weird specifics. Mm-hmm. And that kind of really shaped me in a way that I only realized until now. But speaking of animation, mm-hmm. let's talk. Let's talk about parents, the actual topic. Chasers. So, um, Vito, tell me a little bit about why you chose this. So, I chose Channel Chasers
1: because um, when I was thinking about like what movies or what like, what... Shows I actually cared about When I was really young I I, My first thought went to like Pixar And then Then I was thinking about like Different like Funny B movies that I that I watched as a kid, but like what I really, like B movie? <laughs> what I really really latched onto was car- the cartoons that I watched as a kid, and I still can remember so many of the shows that I watched. Like SpongeBob was one of my favorites. Um, to the Fairly OddParents, Ed Ed and Eddie, as I mentioned before, Group Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yes, this, all that all those kind of shows. I just they really influenced my taste in a lot of art, and this mm-hmm. one in particular. I found it interesting because even though I wasn't huge into, like, all of the references that it gave, I still, as a child, like, I understood it. And, uh, like, the plot was really interesting to me. And I was, like, I remember getting emotional as, like, a 10-year-old watching this and, like, like seeing um, future Timmy, like, like, fade out of existence. I was, like, oh, my God. Yeah, well, and, th- like, this
0: was also the first episode, if I'm remembering correctly, where they really dive into what happens when... Uh, like how fairies yeah, s- Stop being around Yeah And I was really into that When I was
1: really young And like I, that, I that was pic- very invested Yeah
0: Like that picture at the end Where adult Timmy Is looking at the Picture of him as a child yeah. And the goldfish Which is regular goldfish Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's, it's just I I loved that That was my first real taste Of like what I care about In narrative To be like More on the like professional side of why I like this, but I just really like it. And
0: this this was a good story. I mean, like we'll give ratings later, a lot later probably. But (laughs) I mean, this was very cohesive because I think a lot of problems with um, kids media that I've been watching and reviewing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I have this in my probe, but cool. Good thing (laughs) you're talking on the mic. Um, But it's like plot feels like it takes a back seat a lot that it's ju- that it's just a mechanism used for entertainment and we found so many good examples of great films and great plots with this show but um yeah i fairly odd parents i forgot like it had narrative to it and of course like timmy was always going to be okay because he had magic but they still in put in these really interesting stakes that even though magic can do every anything like there are still limitations and, like, you have to be able to, like, un- like think and figure out how to get out of a situation. Yeah,
1: not only did I like the limitations it put on, but it, it really, with with the introduction of magic, something that I've always found in, like, world building and stuff like that, is, like, it has to have some sort of, like, it can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it needs limitations, as I was just saying. But um, I, I liked the aspect that it was put in both of the protagonist and the antagonist's hands. It wasn't just Vicky's doing all this stuff and and Timmy can just go like, oh, there it is. I guess there would be a plot if that was the case. <laughs> but it really felt like it, it was interesting because when I was when I was younger and even now, like I mean if I hadn't watched it before it would be different. But um when, when I was younger when I first watched it, I like didn't know what would happen. I also realized uh, watching this like now, there are a lot of things in it that are a little a little odd. Like like, uh, like, what? like the idea of dictator week and like...
0: On the auto, on the biographical channel. Yeah.
1: I just found it really funny like some of the messages in there that like obviously would go over kids' heads, which is like what everybody talks about with kids' cartoons. But,
0: but as a kid, they... Like one thing that I love with comedy is like not doing a direct parody, but like kind of generalizing it. So it's like it can be just whatever, but for people that are more pop-culturally savvy, they can understand it. Like... Uh, like just looking at the list of some of the shows like the future rallies, like obviously oh, yeah. the Jetsons But even if you don't know anything about the Jetsons, like you can tell it's just okay. It's about the future Yeah, um, the speed racer speed racer stuff like I'd never seen Dragon Ball Z I but, have. but Mahomushi I understand exactly what it's supposed to
1: be Yeah, I just found it one one scene in particular that like stuck in my mind was when Timmy was watching Mahumushi, and his parents turned it off and was like, oh, this is too violent, and then they put on Dictator Week, <laughs> and it's just like, that was so obviously a message from uh, Butch Hartman that was just like, yeah, uh, cartoons are great in comparison to the other things that like, mm-hmm. kids are being forced to watch that are like about the violence of the world. I, I watched a thing recently, um, I... It was called Sullivan's Travels. It was a movie that I watched in a film history class. Okay, mine. and the the major uh, message of it basically was um, that like making really deep and really like like important films is always important. It's always going to be important, but sometimes like the thing that touches people most is comedy and and cartoons and and things that we could put aside as really unimportant and really like, for instance, like cartoons seem like they do put a plot in the background, but sometimes the most important thing is to not make things so overbearing or so deep and existential. Well,
0: I mean, any good plot, there there should be some wiggle room so people are like okay so the character could consciously make choices and take the story in different mag- uh, magnificent ways mm-hmm. and yeah and i th- i think this this tv movie did a very good job and i i was planning on watching a couple episodes of fairly odd parents just to kind of remind myself of the general vibe but th- this felt pretty accurate for them like the the one episode that i always remember of fairly odd parents is the one where timmy becomes a baby
1: I think I remember
0: that one. And I mean he also becomes a baby in this one, but yeah. <laughs> it's um and it's another thing with kind of limitations and rules that it's even though he's he's consciously in uh he's a conscious 10-year-old in a baby's body because he can't speak, that imposes a limitation and uh yeah, I was also while um while we've been talking, <coughs> while we've been talking. No, it's okay. Hold on. Yeah, so while so while we've been talking, I um I looked up the rules for the Fairly Odd Parents. Like, had cause, to rule. yeah, because I I forgot a lot of them, and there are a lot of rules. I'm not gonna read through all of them, but again, just because I think we're gonna keep kind of touching back on kind of the like, rules and kind of how world building is like pretty solid in this show. Like, they're they don't break their own rules. Like, they're very much like Jorgen Von Strangle will show up. Like the big things are, um, you you can't a kid can't use magic to win a competition. They can't like do it, use it to make a lot of money. Like they can't just wish for a lot of money. They can't kill directly, directly kill, maim or injure anybody. They can't interfere with true love. That was the huge thing. Uh,
1: Yeah, I remember that episode with uh, with um, Cupid that they had, where it was like Cupid came and he was like. You're trying to inter- uh, interfere with True Love. They had, like, a special voice actor for him, too.
0: Yeah, I forget who. Maybe it was Sean Hayes. I, I that remember, sounds... Honest. That sounds... I assume it's Sean true Hayes.
1: Love. I Love! Whoa, was that Sean love. Hayes? I remember his voice was so kooky. I don't even know if it was Sean Hayes. But, like, yeah. just... That's... I remember his voice being like they made it flamboyant because he was a feminine character, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, <laughs> I
0: was okay with it. I'm like, yeah, it's Cupid. Cupid would be a little flamboyant little baby. Um, Vito. Yes. If you had to choose a channel to live in or a TV show to live in, okay, what would you choose?
1: Uh, Mahou honestly, because um, I I really really liked Dragon Ball Z as a kid, and I love I loved just like. Even though I didn't watch a lot of anime, like, I watched Dragon Ball Z and Naruto because it was, like, on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And I just, my my childhood was because I played video games and because I, I really just enjoyed what I enjoyed. I really liked action stuff and, and things where it was based around, like like, characters fighting or stuff like that. Um, so I, I, would definitely have to say Mahomushi because it's
0: just so fun. You can also choose like a real one. It doesn't have to be one in the show. Oh, I like interesting. A, a channel. If I had a channel to live in, um, oh gosh. That includes the infomercials that they show at four in the morning. <laughs> <clears throat> Cause... I would honestly like my first thing would be
1: like my first guess would be the Discovery Channel, but there's a lot of like weird stuff on the Discovery Channel that like I would have to experience uh, animals murdering other animals, but I think that's beautiful
0: in a sense. Yeah, I mean, you get like um, kind of attracted, right? <laughs> um, you heard it here first. Um, well, it's not at least it's not like Discovery ID because that's just like the weird, the really weird pseudo investigative. Science. yeah i
1: like i actually uh, i guess it would be either nickelodeon or it would be um discovery channel I'll, I'll go with that because discovery channel just has a lot of beautiful documentaries on them and i just if i could live in in like a really pretty looking thing forever that'd be great um or nickelodeon because it's just fun
0: you just want to get slim. actually
1: not nick cartoon network I, yeah, because Cartoon Network. There's a lot of variety. Yeah. Well, I mean not so recently. Cartoon Network has actually been like a little like on a downslope recently with with know. its quality. I are mean, they, they not have, done.
0: Do they not do that cartoon cartoon block anymore? No,
1: they don't do a lot of things anymore. Um, they I mean, some of their shows are really good. Like they have Steven Universe, um, which is one of my favorite shows.
0: And they Uncle have, Grandpa. Yeah, Uncle
1: Grandpa. No, that's actually one of the examples of of them going downhill. Um, they just have these shows where it's so tone-deaf to what people want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, um, Wait,
0: people don't want Uncle Grandpa? Yeah, surprisingly. Is that the name of the show? Like, yeah, I, no, It sounds like I'm saying it wrong. No,
1: that's the name of the show. They actually had uh, Cartoon Network force Steven Universe to have a non-canon episode because Steven Universe is like this whole long narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and they forced to have this non-canon show that was a promotion for uncle grandpa and it was the worst episode of anything i've ever loved it was so bad and like this character uncle grandpa is just this dumb character is his name grandpa no his name's uncle grandpa oh that's he's supposed to be like a vaguely uncle-ish old dude that's a that's like a grandfather and an uncle and
0: he goes on misadventures i don't
1: know I, assume. I don't know anything about him besides the fact that he was in one of my favorite shows and i hate him now <laughs> <laughs> um but I, and i mean they have like uh the adventures of gumball um, which is actually a really good show. I've heard. Uh, I've watched a
0: couple episodes of Chowder.
1: Chowder is off the air, but it's it was also one of my favorite. Gumball was. I'm pretty sure made by the guys that made. Chowder. I think you're right because yeah. I
0: think I I would get them confused a
1: lot. Yeah, I'm. They're both very good shows. I loved. I loved that. Um, I remember. Also...
0: I remember liking Camp Lazlo.
1: I also watched a lot of Camp. Laslo. I
0: don't remember a single thing that happened on it, but I was just like, this is a fun vibe because I think yeah. it was. Because, um, I mean Tom Kenny voiced Laszlo. Yeah. And it but it definitely had kind of this like weird cartoony universe that was similar to SpongeBob. Like it was yeah. I think it was the most Spongebob y that they ever got. Because they were all animals. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was all pretty... There's a moose. Yeah, the moose was the uh, camp counselor. Okay. Yeah, and then um, Laszlo was a monkey. He had an elephant uh, named Raj as a friend.
0: Yeah, there was Raj. I remember they had also very good Flash games on the Cartoon Network website. (laughs) I
1: played like maybe one or two of those, but I didn't play a lot of those. Um, Fair enough. I was gonna talk about one more one more show, but I'm trying to remember which one. Oh, they have OKKO, okay which just recently came out by one of the writers of Steven Universe, which I haven't watched yet, but I've heard a lot about. It's like set in like a video game style universe. This like hmm. kid called, I'm pretty sure Ko. Um, but apparently, it's really good. Um, so they're on an uprise again, but they're definitely like for the past five years, they haven't had like a ton of great content.
0: Yeah, I f- I feel yeah. weird. I feel weird sometimes because. And I'm starting to turn come around with my brother on this about kind of um, adults watching cartoons. Like, he he doesn't like any kind of adult-oriented cartoons, so he do, obviously he doesn't really watch The Simpsons, Family Guy. I keep trying to get him to, like, Bob's Burgers, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, it's whatever. Um, but I don't know. I start to get a little weirded out when uh, a bunch of adults are talking about, like, a kid's show. I uh, Obviously with bronies, that was a huge thing. But I keep hearing a lot of adults like and i see it on like Cupid and people's different profiles and they're talking about steven universe and like i'm sure yeah, it's a um, quality show but i can't tell if they're like oh i appreciate this because it's quality program it's for kids or if they're like like legit fans does that make does that make sense yeah i actually
1: um there's i've i've keyed into a lot of discourse on things like this when it comes to like people not liking adults kind of "Quote unquote stealing cartoons away from kids because I I think it's important for cartoons to be mainly oriented to kids and if suddenly the the viewpoint cha- I mean the the audience changes the directed audience then these then like shows, the ads change and yeah then, yeah um and I I personally am a really big fan of the show and also like that the fact that it's being directed towards kids because I think it has a lot of important messages but. The fandom of Steven Universe is kind of uh, horrible sometimes because they they'll I I don't want to go to person for everybody. Yeah, I don't want to go too far in depth with this, but like in, in my own opinion, I just think a lot of people are going a little too far with how they treat the show and the characters within the show and they are putting so much pressure on the
0: creators of the show to like make it how they want to and it's just it's I kind of what whatever... I also hate that in general when a like when Sense8 was canceled by Netflix all these people were like why did you cancel Sense8 and it's like it's it wasn't a popular show and it was so expensive and like i i i'm all for fans and creators communicating with each other i think it makes it's a part of the reason why we're in this like real renaissance of TV. But at the same time, it's like you, you are not a you perf- you're not like a creator of a TV show. Like the people that wrote these characters, they have ideas in mind and it's great that you're passionate, but yeah. like chill the fuck out.
1: Yeah. And it's not only that, like it's just people will basically try to act as if they have control over these things and that happened in the show. And, and the moment that a creator gives in, that's that's it for the show. Mm-hmm. That's that's it for... I, I can't remember what they Was did. Was that a thing
0: with Adventure Time ever?
1: I'm not sure. Adventure Time kind of went off on its own thing uh, quite a few times. I'm pretty sure Adventure Time always stuck pretty solidly with itself because mm. its creators... like.
0: Because the... I know there's another adult-style following yeah. of that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, Rebecca Sugar, who is the creator of um, Steven Universe, it's Rebecca Sugar and... Um, her I I think spouse and or partner Ian who also is the writer for yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um they both have had a lot of communications with fans and there's been a lot of like I, I feel as though I know them as the creators of that show, but I I have no idea who created Adventure Time. And so I feel as though there's a different relationship between the community with Adventure Time versus the community with um uh uh, Steven Universe, sorry.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's fine. And and one last thing that I'll <laughs> mention, and I, I know this is going to ruffle feathers, but it's just something that makes me still a little uncomfortable. So I, like, I'm a gay man. That's a, mm-hmm. that's canon. Um, but I f- I've been finding it more and more frustrating that people want, like, every show to kind of have, like, queer messaging along. And I understand representation mm-hmm. uh, completely. Like, if I had seen more shows that featured gay people when I was a child maybe I would have kind of realized that in myself earlier but I don't know I similarly how I don't like of course I wouldn't enjoy people making like a gay character straight for the sake of fan fiction I also find it really uncomfortable people making two straight characters gay for fan fiction like all those things of like Harry and um, Ron or Harry and uh, Draco like making out Mm -hmm. that's I don't like that. I I, when I hear people being like, "Oh, it's just like it's really cute and sweet," it's like that. I mean, to me, that's almost fetishizing. Yeah, and I don't no, like I, that at all.
1: I absolutely agree. Actually, I remember the the time that creators started listening to fans was with uh, Legend of Korra, and did you? It, it was the creators of um Oh, I Avatar. didn't know that. Um, they changed, or it's said that uh the the fans influenced the creators to make the ending of Legend of Korra, which was. It, it it was a plot point that the two main female characters ended up in a relationship basically and um i've i've heard a lot of people especially my uh, my lesbian friends be really upset about that because it's like why is their love a plot point why is that why is that like what you end the show with is that their that was
0: like the last moment
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah they they hold hands and walk into a light and like it's not shown that they like make out or anything but like that, I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's I don't know I, I've heard a lot of people have an issue with it because it's like you like making representative characters is wonderful I, I think it's wonderful but it shouldn't be a story point it shouldn't be something that the show like I, it could be that's it's like a weird fine line that I think I shouldn't like black and white define it sure but there's I th- I think there's issue in defining a story directly
0: based on a character's representation or like because it's one thing if it's like a romantic comedy or yeah. it's a, it's the plot is about love and relationships. but especially with something like Cora, if it was a thing early on that it was like she was like, I, I don't know. I don't really remember the show I watched the first season. Yeah, but like I if also it was like her, season, yeah. if she had like a sidekick and they did have kind of this like really playful chemistry that hinted at uh something more. Then that's fine, but they if it's really if did. it's basically not a thing until that last <laughs> moment, then it it that was that was kind of the thing that I was hinting okay. at. It was
1: it, there basically there was like a a thing between like two Shipping communities, quote unquote, where they were like going like, "Oh, Korra should be with the guy," and then people would be like, "No, Korra should be with the girl," and then like the the creators of the show break, uh, I think.
0: That's about how she's the next avatar. Uh,
1: yeah, it's well, she's she's the next avatar, like after Aang, and she's like in this like modern world and everything, mm-hmm. and, like. Um, but people were like so focused on the relationship, and then the final shot of the show was about the relationship rather than like the friendships they built along the way or, like, anything having to do with anything other than that. I don't know. I, yeah. And, again, I don't want to make it seem like I'm bashing representation.
0: No, I, like don't, don't, I, I don't think anybody would... Hopefully nobody will get that um, opinion from us. I think, like, we're very reasonably saying that, like, it's it's good to have representation, but Absolutely. it should be built in from the beginning. And yeah. if they're not built in from the beginning, that's... Uh, to a certain extent, that's a problem, but it's also don't retroactively change it yeah. for to appease... Yeah, anybody. it's like it's like
1: J.K. Rowling going back into the Harry Potter books and retroactively right. making different characters yeah. differently representative because it's just like... I, I mean, okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, t- do what you want. You just <laughs> like, write you a want. new book if you want. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to discuss more, or at all, Channel Chasers. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. And welcome back to Kid Flex. We're talking Channel Chasers with Vidos Kuskuskuskuddy. Sk- sk- yeah, I don't think I me. said your last name before, but now I said it. Well, now you did. Cool. Um so channel chase. I keep wanting to say channel surfers. Yeah, I also want to. What is to. I think that's a different thing. Channel entirely. I mean
1: channel surfing is like a more common
0: yeah, used phrase. I think but. there's like there is a movie or something called Channel Surfers. I think you're right. Or oh, it was there was a I think there was like an interstitial thing on Disney Channel that was called channel surfers maybe because movie surfers was Because it was like these like five-year-olds would be interviewing like Bruce Willis and they'd be like yeah they making this movie was over the hedge was fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really want to see the Bruce Willis uh, interview for Over the Hedge uh, by a bunch of five-year-olds. Oh, it's I really fantastic, want to see that. I assume. I remember they used to do those things on Disney where it was like Disney 365 where they would have like 13-year-olds yes. do like world news.
0: And I would be like, this is weird. This well, isn't cartoons. This they is... would also have like these videos where it was like people pretending to break into the Disney vault. I don't remember that. I They might have only done it like once or twice, but they, I think it was like when Bambi was coming back out of the Disney vault or something, and they like shot it mockumentary style, they were like, oh, we're going in, we're going in, oh my god, Bambi's coming back, and then you would, they would like turn around, and you would see shadows on the wall, like, oh crap, guys, we gotta go. I actually think I do remember
1: this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did Mitchell Musso ever do one? Because I feel, as sure though, he I, did. I
1: feel as though Mitchell Musso actually did one of those. That's right
0: up his alley. Mitchell Musso, remind me, is He was um, the Montana? guy on
1: Hannah Montana.
0: Okay. Yeah. Did you see the episode where you find out that he's diabetic? No. <laughs> they shouldn't use diabetes as a plot point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a weird episode because the entire episode, Hannah, or Miley, and Emily are like, why is Mitchell Musso acting up all weird? and like he's avoiding them and he keeps like disappearing and they throw him like a big like candy party or something and he's like guys I'm diabetic and they're like we didn't know but he's type 1 diabetic so that means like he can still eat candy and stuff he just like has to use his pump i i love very special episodes
1: that's really special that's really I I find that super funny because like I had a friend who I, I think she had type one it was it was the hereditary version of, of diabetes. Yeah, that's um, type one type, that type one
0: type one is um genetics and type two is typically diet.
1: Okay. She had she had type one and and I just remember that being like a casual part of her daily routine, like in elementary school, going to the nurse to get her like finger pricked to check her blood sugar and everything. And it's just like that's so funny to me that like Disney execs were like we really need to talk to the community about diabetes because <laughs> kids get made fun of for diabetes all the time. So, we need a character they can relate to on Hannah Montana.
0: And it's <laughs> got to be that cool kid, Mitchell Musso. Mitchell Musso, think, like. I can't think of his characters, but I, I don't care.
1: I can't remember. Oliver. It was Oliver. Um oh, okay. He, he's on Twitter now, and his Twitter's. <laughs> he's got like a. a I think it's like a Dom sub thing with the, his girlfriend, and like he said something about like Daddy only gets uh, only gets his girl like the best stuff, and it like showed this like two thousand five hundred dollars shoe that he just got his girlfriend or
0: something like that, and he referred to like, himself as Daddy. I think so. Didn't do not like that.
1: Like neither do I, but I just found it really funny because I mean, look at Disney stars now, look at what they're doing miley cyrus is trying to benefit off the fact that she was trying to be black and now she's trying to get her image back being
0: white yeah emily Um, osmond was in that weird tv movie about (laughs) cyberbullying and that's it
1: Uh, yeah i haven't seen a lot actually wasn't she in um like a tbs show wasn't she emily osmond
0: oh she's in that show young and hungry yeah
1: because i remember i was like that's weird that i'm seeing her be sexualized now because she was a Child Is she I being
0: laugh. sexualized and young and hungry? Yeah, it's like oh, it's no. like one of
1: those shows where it's basically like um, uh, what's what's the show about? Oh, two two broke girls. Yes, it like has vibes of that with like combination of like vibes of like friends professionalism. Like, oh, we're a bunch of adults, but it's also like, oh, I'm a lady. Whoa, I'm gonna hook up with this guy.
0: Whoa, you should write more. I should. <laughs> <laughs> you just like get the DNA of TV. Um, <laughs> I'm also just looking. I I still have the rules pulled up da for rules. Fairly Odd Parents. Um, no breakfast wishes after ten thirty a.m.
1: What is that established in an episode? Yeah. What? That's like no brunch.
0: Do they not respect brunch? Well, brunch isn't breakfast. You, but
1: you can have breakfast for lunch and make it brunch. Yeah. I want breakfast.
0: What? As I also don't know what a what a what, what that episode, means. What episode was that established in? Um... No Breakfast Wishes. No Breakfast Wishes. This was in Genie, Meanie, Miney, mo. <laughs>
1: Wait! Oh my god, I remember! It was the genie, and it was voiced by... Norm MacDonald. Yeah! I remember that Hey, how's version. it going? I'm a genie. Yeah, good job. That was Norm MacDonald, everybody. He just walked out. Bye. He was good to see you. Hey, gotta go. I... I really, Norm Macdonald's voice acting is so, like, it's funny because he's, like, a character actor where he, like, only plays himself
0: with his voice. That's not a character actor, then. That's just, he's not an actor. Okay, wait, no, what is it called? Well, character actor is, like, Jared Leto, or, uh, who, like, just disappears into a role. Okay, what I
1: meant was, was... That's,
0: like, he's a, he's always a stunt cast, I think. I guess. I would say. Yeah. Regardless, I just really like his style of, of voice acting.
1: The voice acting... Let me get into the voice acting of this show. Sure. Because I think it's phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. Tara Strong... Tara is, Strong is incredible. Yeah, She's Strong great. one of the best voice actors of yeah. our...
0: Our privilege to be alive around. Uh, um, we, we were talking <laughs> about... Um, uh, the man who voiced Cosmo and Mr. Turner, who's Darren Norris. Darren Norris, okay. Yeah, he's he's had a very long career. Like he pops up all over the place. He was Gordian as declassified. He's yeah. he's cast as Phil Hartman in the upcoming Phil Hartman biopic. Really?
1: I didn't know there was a Phil Hartman biopic. It's
0: out. it's in the works. And That's when really they announced that, I was like, of course he should play yeah. Phil Hartman. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, mm-hmm. he's he's adult AJ. Oh,
1: okay. I thought I recognized And his, also the
0: guy, the um, Timmy's dad's boss. He's Turner, take this plaque. Ah, quick, Dinkleborg, take this plaque. <laughs> in, in the race that goes wicked. <laughs> all right. Fetch, Dinkle Dog. Fetch, Dinkle Dog. Uh, Dinkle You know, I wish there were more memes with Fairly Odd Parents because it's all Spongebob memes and...
1: I love Spongebob, so I can't really rag on it. I, don't,
0: I mean, I'm not ragging on it, but it's just like I see, I see Spongebob stuff all over the place and... I don't know, I wish there was a little bit more... I mean, they do have a few, for
1: instance, like they have... A lot of them are surrounding the dad, specifically, but they have the the Dinkelberg... Uh, no, I'm sorry, not the Dinkelberg, the uh, Doug Dimodome. Yeah. They have, I mean, Doug Dimidome or whatever, the Dale Blubber Dimidome.
0: nuggets! Ooh, they're <laughs> chewy! Ooh, but he didn't let me see the truest love was in my heart. <laughs> that, that, I did like um, that this movie was very much, like, canon. Like, they kept yeah. referencing a lot of stuff. And... It also, I don't know, it, it didn't seem to fall into a pratfall. Or not, p- pitfall. Yeah. I, th- I keep making that mistake. Uh, Chris, <laughs> a Fake <Chris> <laughs> fall. Okay, no joke. We said that last week on the podcast as well. <laughs> TJ oh, uh, no. Swigert said that. Swigert. Swiggy swigs. Swiggy but, um, yeah, like, because a lot of kind of movie versions of TV shows, I feel it gets, like, too intense. Like, the plot... Is like real heavy because they need to, like the Simpsons movie. Oh, I love it. Lo- no, I love movie. it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I saw it in theaters twice. Yeah. But um, just that really depressing part where Homer is like, oh, I lost my family, but actually, this time, and like, yeah, and you get a glimmer of that when Timmy's parents go to the go to Dimsdale We table.
1: love you. <laughs>
0: that's a good impression of both of them at the same time. I loved it. I loved but, it so much. But like, that's really the only glimmer. It didn't feel overly like, oh, our kid ran away and it's all our fault. Yeah. Like it, it just felt like a super sized Fairly Odd Parents episode, which is what any movie version of a TV show, at least in my opinion, should feel like. Like there, huh. there's. I didn't even think the stakes were crazy big in this. Like, I mean, we find out that they are, but I don't know. It didn't feel crazy like i mean maybe it's because i've seen it so many times but i was never like oh man what if vicky does take over the world even though we've already seen see, it
1: yeah the dimsdale is destroyed but apparently timmy's house is still active until they blow it out yeah the beginning <laughs> the one aj's of, house is yeah, perfectly fine yeah which is really
0: interesting and Chester, we see his dad
1: yeah his dad's still alive which Chester, i found really funny he's the exact same baggy everything. McBadbat. <laughs> i loved i loved the um one of the things I love the most about shows like this, but specifically with Fairly Odd Parents, is how many very specific characters there are in the world. It's something that I've I, I've always loved and I really want to put into my own works when it comes to like making really specific characters. But like, for instance, on the news, it was Chet you betcha. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I totally forgot about him. But as soon as I saw him and heard him say, it's Chet you betcha. I was like, oh my god, yes, that's him. Yeah. And, and like, I just loved like with Chester in the beginning having the the McBad bat and like trying to fight Timmy and like they just had so many good characters in the show.
0: I mean that's it's weird when you see a cartoon that doesn't have a huge ensemble cast. Like mm-hmm. Family Guy you it doesn't have as many regular like recurring like just characters as you would think. Mm-hmm. Like I watched an episode and I was like, "Oh, it's like just the family and then some neighbors." Mm-hmm. But I mean like you look at the Simpsons, you look at um, Bob's Burgers. You look at Fairly Odd Parents. So, there's so many different characters that fit like every single archetype yeah. that you could ever want. Yeah, and it's 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 fantastic.
1: And I I really respect cartoons for being able to like have good consistent characters within their plots because like I mean with Family Guy I mean I'll, I'll rag on Family Guy all day honestly I watched a lot of it when I was younger but I think it's like one of the um, Plagues upon cartoon and Do you cartoon watch
0: American cartoon. Dad at all?
1: I did watch American Dad it's good. I, I
0: prefer American Dad I agree
1: um, But I, <clears throat> I just think like Nickelodeon and like Butch Hartman specifically does a really good job of making a lot of characters in the space because not only did he make he he made fairly odd parents but he also made a lot of the other cartoons. Um,
0: he he made Tough Puppy which I didn't really watch.
1: I didn't really watch that either but I watched like one or two episodes and it was fine.
0: He has a he has a new one that just came out that I I'm blanking on the name of it.
1: I and he made Danny Phantom like That's Danny right. Phantom was one of also my favorite shows. Um, he yeah, he's made quite a few of my favorite shows. Um,
0: yeah, well, let, let's get into this episode yeah. specifically because yeah, so both of us clearly have a lot of knowledge of uh, cartoons, especially <laughs> we know a lot about um, Fairly Odd Parents. Um, were there any characters that you thought in this special that were either underutilized or just weren't used in the right way? Crocker,
1: Crocker yes. at the end, like I, I was. Actually,
0: I found cold fusion.
1: Yeah, and not only that, like it was it was really weird because he came out of an institution and he was like, I'm cured. And then he was like, he went right back into the institution. Which
0: means that in a couple more weeks he'll be back out and he'll yeah. have cold fusion again. Yeah,
1: apparently. I don't know what made it so that he could go right out after that. I don't know why everything that occurred ended up making him better. Because as soon as he was like, I wanna as soon as Timmy was like, I wanna erase everything and put it back to normal, like Crocker just did he affect Crocker to be able to be like that? Did yeah. He, like I don't know. Um, I also think Jorgen von Strangle could have been used more than this, or at um, all. Yeah, or
0: at all, because I just love Jorgen von Strangle. <laughs> um, um, we didn't see any of uh, Trixie. Timmy's we didn't see
1: Trixie Tang. Yes, I, I, could have, I, I could have definitely gone
0: with some Trixie in my life. Um, yeah, that's also one of my favorite episodes. Is when Timmy wishes to be a girl.
1: Yeah, and he gets like yeah, I agree with that He's, because, uh
0: Tamantha Turner. Yeah,
1: and actually like I like that that I liked that episode for a lot of other reasons besides I just thought it was funny, but like it really tapped into the idea of like you don't have
0: to like I don't know, he became friends with Trixie. And realized that Trixie isn't all into just like, girly girl stuff. And as a human being. <laughs> did, wasn't it that she... That Trixie loves soccer or some... She liked,
1: she liked baseball. She liked baseball. She liked baseball a lot. She, like, really liked video games, I think, if I remember correctly. And I think that's, like, a really cool thing that you... It's I think people have stemmed off from that with, with cartoons. But, yeah, I, I really respect Fairly Odd Parents writing when well, it comes to a lot of stuff like that. But also... And like,
0: they were also one of the earlier that, like... There were. It didn't feel like as many kind of like very specific like gendered characters. Yeah. Like I mean, like there were there were obviously like the bullies were usually men, and yeah. like obviously Timmy, uh, all the love interests were women. But yeah. um I don't know. It, it like it. There weren't. It di- it didn't feel kind of bogged down by that, and like really kind of doing stuff and play. And and when they broke these conventions, it wasn't done for laughs. Yeah like at first it's it's jarring when it's like oh Trixie who we've seen this entire series is just like a girly girl is into baseball or like i think she slams somebody with her pocketbook or at some point yeah she's like she's
1: like i think she's like trained in jujitsu or something it's a sure. reference to that she like flips somebody or something like that i i think i remember that
0: yeah and that's and that's great and mm-hmm. i think a lot of cartoons since then uh have followed suit cuz obviously the Hanna-Barbera cartoons all, all of them are varied yeah. Like, we're living in the future, and uh, what's her name? Betsy Jetson? The wife. I don't remember. Meet George Jetson, his... Jane, his wife. That's it. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't really watch the Jetsons. Yeah, like, Jane didn't do shit. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, I mean, well, she did. Uh, when when it was time to like go shopping or something, George would take out money for her, and she took the rest of his wallet, <laughs> so now he only had a little bit of money. That's right. Um, the
1: one weird thing that I got from this one was uh something that stuck to me was like the the weird portrayal of Asian culture in Mahomushi, where they would like go or like not only Mahomushi, but like they would also do it with um with uh, the Street Racer one. It was it was like mm-hmm. in in Mahomushi they like charged each other and they were like they said Krakatawa and... Um, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. And Which I was just I like, was like, oh, cool. That's like Miyazaki. funny, but like also, I don't know. It's kind of... It didn't sit with me well, just because it's mm-hmm. like I know I know, uh, there's a large thing of, of the Asian community, uh, the American Asian community especially, where it feels as though like their culture is joked about a lot. And I mean, I, on one hand, it's like uh, comedy is comedy, and like comedy takes no prisoners but on the other hand it's like I don't, I don't know I'm at a very weird place with it where I'm like it feels insensitive but it, maybe I'm just being oversensitive
0: no I get well this is this is this episode of the podcast has definitely been one of the most like reflective and kind of looking at the culture yeah uh, itself and I do want to give butch Hartman and the the writers of fairly odd parents specifically in this episode a little bit of slack because uh, to a certain extent like everybody hits the same beats with kind of like anime parodies and like yeah. uh, i mean you can say more than myself but like i never really watched dragon ball mm-hmm. but like how how like accurate of a parody was it like obviously it's kind of like generalized but it
1: was it was generalized it was a generalized parody and i mean it's is it's
0: as it
1: wasn't even supposed to be a, like a parody of dragon ball it was just supposed to be a parody of like the surround actually no it was there was it was a parody of dragon mm-hmm. ball um I, it had the arena. It had fighting. Robots were in it. I guess it's I liked just...
0: The, uh, I did like the Speed
1: Racer one. Yeah, uh, I, where they all go, ah, ooh, uh, ah. And then they did it again in the Mahomushi one. Which twice. is weird. <laughs> um. I don't know. It was just... It was really interesting to me because it was just like a... They probably just did it and they were like, ah, it's lighthearted. It's, we're not like poking... F- we're not like and we're would, not like doing it in a mean way. Yeah, and this was like
0: 2004, so it's like, okay, Dragon Ball Z is here. That's a popular thing right now. Like yeah. you I'm sure there were like t- hits of Yu-Gi-Oh and these and these are all Japanese. Uh, cartoons, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly, so like they they do have a specific style to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: just like all the other shows had specific styles. To yeah,
0: them. like the oh my god, the animation for the Scooby Doo segment was great. Yeah, weird, weird seeing a Snoop Dogg joke. I was like, uh,
1: that yeah, is... no, I also saw that.
0: <laughs> that was probably my least favorite part. I was I, like, yeah, this isn't that funny, and not, not even because I get it. Like, oh, it's like it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I'm assuming that that's what they were doing, but I was like. I forgot how many how everybody used to make like shizzle jokes, like just saying "izzle" to stuff.
1: Yeah. Two thousand four was really a time when I yeah, was seven and didn't understand
0: what comedy was. Yeah, we were all like, We're gonna vote for John Kerry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um uh, what's I also, he up to now?
1: one of the one of the episodes that or one of the channels that I was I was also really curious about was when Timmy went into the um, the what's it called the charlie brown thing and the kid the jewish kid passes out after saying then, the great menorah and then cops come and, and storm. throw a smoke,
0: a smoke bomb
1: yeah. I was like what
0: even that also There's happened a couple times in the different parodies it was just like something mild would happen and then Jimmy was like oh great now we got to go again
1: yeah i just it's so funny me like and i remember I also loved that as
0: a kid too cuz i was like oh my god like cuz it didn't feel like a Jewish joke.
1: Yeah, I, I. I've, it was
0: just like okay, in this universe, in like the peanuts, because the peanuts celebrate Christmas and all Christian holidays. So obviously the walnuts, they all celebrate Jewish holidays. And yeah, you saw, yeah and I loved that as I, a kid.
1: As a kid, like I didn't have a lot of exposure to like Jewish culture until because, you met me. <laughs> yeah, until I met just exclusively Ross Wiseman, I didn't have any exposure to Jewish culture. Um, I because I was like raised in a Christian family and everything you so went to that, a Catholic school yeah I ended up I went to a public school first but then I went to a Catholic school but I mean I met Jewish people by the time I was in middle school sure sure um
0: at the McDonald's yeah by the yeah Staples. you know
1: yeah not in any public school or anything <laughs> um but I never like I, it never seemed any bit malicious to me like that whole thing and it was just kind of like oh okay they're talking about Judaism and the menorah. Okay, bye. Mm -hmm. It was there and then it was gone. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I remember this one joke in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and it was um, London Tipton, the rich character, she was talking, it was like Christmas time, it was a Christmas episode, and she talked about celebrating um, Hanukkah and uh, whatever Ashley Tisdale's character was like, wait, what? Why? And she's like, oh, like a I don't know. It was like a weird joke. Like, oh, like a I can't get presents too or something like that. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a strange, were they trying to make like a Jews
1: are rich joke or Jews are cheap joke?
0: Well, no, it's, it's cause Jews for Hanukkah, they get eight presents oh, okay. or it's eight nights of presents. Yeah. That's yeah. But I'm just like, that's not that I funny. was about to I'm say that. Like,
1: that's just not funny. <laughs> I mean, Walt Disney was an anti Semitist, so hmm. who's shocked that Se- it's Semite. Semite? A Semitist sounds like... Anti-Semite.
0: Yeah, yeah, anti-Semite. Yeah. We're learning so much today. Yeah, we're learning a lot um, today. Folks. Also, you know what's weird? We've been talking for nearly an hour. We have not mentioned once that Alec Baldwin was in this. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: what What part did he play? Did he play He's that? Adult Timmy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. I thought I recognized his voice very well. But, yeah, uh, yeah I found that really funny because he did a good job. And he <laughs> sounded like I would expect
0: Adult Timmy to. <laughs> and it's funny that... Timmy grows up to sound like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. It's also really funny how they all
1: grow up to be jacked. Oh, super jacked. <laughs> and like his his kids, Tammy and Tommy, and the robot babysitter, Vicky, at the end. I, I thought that was really funny. They well, did a good job with that. This poses an
0: interesting question. So we established in this episode that when you're grown up and you don't need your fairies anymore, all... Memories of them are erased. Yeah, but does Timmy forget that he suffered by Vicky's hands? Yeah, I don't know. I because that doesn't make because he could have been like, oh, we also is Vicky producing robot babysitters and like maybe she's like a successful businesswoman now. So she, she basically produced... is a dictator still. <laughs> she
1: becomes like mom in Futurama. <laughs> exactly. Um, actually, that's, that that raises an interesting question because it's like. Was, since Vicky was the reason that he had fairies in the first place, basically, was his memories of his suffering from Vicky erased because he fixed all of his suffering using his fairies? I guess. That's, Butch Hartman, we need answers. <laughs> Give Butch, us answers. are you
0: listening to us? Please Butch listen. Hartman,
1: if you're listening to us,
0: thanks. Also, I, I've been looking at more rules, and f- rule 42, a godchild cannot wish for Tom Cruise. <laughs> Imagine a bunch of
1: writers sitting around
0: a table and going, "Hey guys, wouldn't this be funny?" And that's from the episode where Poof is born. What? Yeah, that's an actual episode. Yeah. I
1: don't remember them making a Tom
0: Cruise joke in that episode because Neither I watched do I. that because they made a big marketing deal about it. I remember that. <laughs> I um I remember watching it live and they were like, "Congrats, Cosmo and Wanda." Yeah. It's did so... Did you ever see the live action one with? Uh, no, Drake with Bell Drake Bell, no. I watched I've like refused. a couple minutes and I was confused as to what was happening.
1: I maybe our next episode can be watching that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but no, I I did not watch that because I was like, I love Fairly Odd Parents too much to allow myself to watch this. Because mm-hmm. wasn't he like, he's like twenty?
0: Yeah, it's like he's just emotionally stunted, so he technically can still have fairies. <laughs> <laughs> he just refused to grow up. Which spits in the face of this movie. Yeah. Because the whole... I Beautiful moral at the yeah. end, just the whole thing about how... You're going to grow like, up it'll be I'm going to grow up, but I still have... Like, I can deal with the terribleness of Vicky. He chooses yeah. to not let Vicky get fired, which is a beautiful moment. Yeah, he chooses to suffer in order to allow his life to continue forward. Mm-hmm. Isn't
1: that beautiful? I... Something that I found really funny that I just remembered was when he was, like, trying to solve the issue of, like, the batteries, like, being active by, like, growing older. Mm-hmm. And he's at his final indistinct, like, 16, 17, 18-year-old age. And he just talks about football. <laughs> he's like, oh, cool. Are you the mascot? Oh, we playing the Cougars today.
0: Are you the mat? Hey, nice big head. Are you I the mascot? I don't know what the deal was with was that with that haircut. That was a dumb haircut. It was it's it just looked, a flat top. Yeah,
1: it looked like he was just like a jock. I mean, I guess that's what he does when he's 17. Well, that's how
0: he gets jacked. Maybe. Oh, he. What would. do you think? To have a, Timmy would major was. in college. I bet
1: he would major in business. Kinesiology.
0: Kinesiology. Well, I mean, we I guess we see him in a in a shirt and tie. Yeah,
1: that's. And I can't think about him doing really anything else. I mean, he doesn't, business, he doesn't yeah. have a lot of passions.
0: No, oh, he hates school. Yeah, he hates um, school. So he went to business school. The easiest <laughs> school of them all.
1: Apparently. Just kidding.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, another good character. Uh, Deep Toot. Deep uh, Toot. Tootie. Because I forgot about uh, Tootie. Uh, um, Trixie. No, yes. No, no, Trixie No. Tootie. Yeah, Tootie, who is Vicky's younger sister. Yeah. I loved seeing... Um, all these like weird surveillance things that yeah. Vicky keeps up, cause she is a babysitter. Yeah, and the fact that she has access to all these like spy and torture devices yeah. is fantastic.
1: I also really liked um at the end when like that wave is going over everybody, and when I mentioned Crocker, uh, she falls to the ground. She's like, "Was I doing something Timmy related?" And, and then Chester and AJ,
0: were we doing something Timmy related? Cheese, cheese. You know it's weird. The first time he eats cheese, and he gets like, like. Stuff on his face. And it's like what? That's like Swiss cheese. And like how it? How it are you getting like, it stu- really quickly. on your face? Yeah, his face is really oh. warm. And also at the beginning of the uh, uh when, uh Future Timmy is shooting at Chester and AJ, and uh, the laser gun or whatever bounces off of Chester's his... teeth. He's like, now I know why I never took these things off. Yeah. Oh no!
1: It was Timmy punched him in the face, and he he oh. deflected it with his teeth. He was like, ah, yeah.
0: But also. If, when you see, when I see an adult with braces, I'm like, oh no, yeah, what happened? Yeah, I agree. Like... Because, well, it's not even like gross. It's more just like, why didn't you get Invisalign? Yeah, no, It's I more agree. expensive. I get it. But at the same time... Money
1: is an important thing. But if you're getting braces like I'm that... I'm not
0: sure. Like, I never had braces, so I'm not really sure the price point. So what's the price point, would you say, for braces versus Invisalign? Braces
1: versus... Braces are definitely like cheaper, but not by much. I think so it's...
0: I, I want to say it's like a... To 500 difference, which for a ch- doing it for a child is a lot, but I think as an adult, if it's gonna make you like seem and feel more professional,
1: yeah, I can understand that. But I mean, I think Invisalign, like, is just <laughs> now we're going off and totally. It, I think it also hand. depends
0: on how severe it is, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, like, I know one of my friends is uh, using one of our mutual friends is using Invisalign to straighten his teeth, um, hmm. and he likes it because he, even though. Basically, he gets new retainers monthly and like, or like weekly, I think, like that, something like that. Um,
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but did you know that Miley Cyrus, when she was doing a Hannah Montana, she got braces on the back of her teeth? No. I'm not sure if that's true, but that's something that I heard when Hannah Montana was on, so it could have been just like one of those like boy rumors.
1: Yeah, that sounds like it would actually be painful.
0: Oh, probably. But like, I mean, I,
1: can you imagine like scraping your tongue against the braces on the back of your teeth i guess you can't because you don't know what braces feel like in your (laughs) mouth
0: but my my orthodont or my entire family was like oh you're gonna need braces because like my teeth had like huge gaps and like they were gross and then my orthodontist was like yeah they'll just grow in naturally my mom was like are you fucking sure (laughs) even though i were they sure they were but i kind of i have an underbite now and i don't really give a crap about it but Sometimes it makes chewing annoying.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't really have an underbite or anything. But then again, I did have braces for mm-hmm. four years. I sometimes forget that that was a point in my life when I had
0: braces, and like you block that out just like yeah. uh, the, well, Timmy. the entirety <laughs> of middle
1: school. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I was at the dentist, and because I have, I think I have like two extra teeth in my front.
1: Mm, I had two extra teeth. Or he
0: told me that. And he was like, you could knock them out in invasive surgery or we could just like leave them because it's not really affecting you. And I was like, that one. I
1: actually, when I was younger, I had a, uh, I had like a third tooth growing in on one of my front teeth and I had to get it surgically removed. That was my first surgery ever. And I really specifically remembering waking up from it. And like I was on anesthetics and everything like that. And I like felt, I felt different. Because I had never experienced, like, a drug before affecting my body in that way. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, nine. So I woke up and I was, like, I couldn't move my body. I was so tired. It was, it was just so bizarre. I,
0: I still haven't had surgery of any kind. And I'm, I'm very nervous about, like, anesthesia. And, like, the specifically, like, when you come to and you're just, like, saying shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just need to be around safe people. Yeah, It's
0: also yeah. like, I mean, I've gotten drunk before. Oh, yeah. So I feel if it's even close to that vein, I'm like, okay, I'll probably be louder and more freeform. But I mean, I know what things are.
1: Oh, yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any last things you would like to mention about Channel Chasers? I, um, oh, my favorite yeah. segment, uh, like my favorite parody was the... Um, the... The Sesame Street one. Oh, yeah, it was it's so fun when animated shows become live action for a brief moment And also just how they're just getting thrown at a yeah. TV is very funny
1: that I wanted to the, my, my last word Something that I wanted to mention that I haven't yet. Um, I think it was really interesting Looking at the budget of this because they had like 3d animation in it They had like real life stuff in it and i mean it was like an hour and 10 minutes of of this animation so like i just i just really like marveled at the idea that they like had to put so much into this and they got they got uh what's his name uh the the voice actor that's really famous now i can't remember his name the actual actor that played tim older timmy i can't remember the name alec baldwin alec baldwin famous person alec famous person alec baldwin um my memory's so bad um but yeah, it was. They had Alec Baldwin, and they had like this entire huge cast of characters that were played by like ten people probably. They had like the live action stuff. They had the three D um, animation stuff, and I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was really interesting to see all this stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, I also just found something that apparently at the end of the third live action Timmy, uh, Fairly Odd Parents movie, A Fairly Odd Summer, um, Timmy becomes a god pa- fairy what oh my god Uh, maybe we will have to watch those that's an
1: amazing ending that is like i don't know if that
0: translates to the the animated show because i think that they're still in production
1: Uh, they are but i hope if that's how it ends i hope that's how it ends because oh my god would you watch a
0: show where timmy becomes a godparent and it's like him learning how to be a fairy because yeah he he slowly gets better and better at wishing but
1: I would, to- I would totally watch that show. It
0: becomes a completely different show, but at the same time, that's so fun. Butch Hartman,
1: pay us. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, Butchie. Hey, Butchie. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, uh, let, let's let's rate this. Yeah. Let's Why rate. don't we? So uh, we're gonna rate this on a scale of zero to five. Zero to five. Uh, and we break it down in four categories: audience respect, plot acting, and humor. Uh, you can do any decimals, any specific thing that you like. Uh, so Vito, what did you think of this in terms of audience respect?
1: I think it really respects the audience, so I'm going to give it a, a solid 4.5 because I don't believe in fives.
0: Um, okay. I was, <laughs> I was like, well, you gave it a point, and then I realized what you meant. I'm also giving it a 4.5, or I, technically I'm giving it a 4.4 uh, for fun. But yeah. yeah, I think this was... Great, I, I, I remember this is partly why I loved Fairly Odd Parents, and similarly with SpongeBob, if I'm remembering correctly. But, it they know that it's a kid show and it's so goofy and stuff, but it's never, it never feels like babying or anything like that.
1: Never feels like Uncle Grandpa. It, uh, <laughs>
0: you wish. Um, uh, what about plot?
1: Uh, for plot, I would probably give it like a four, probably a four, because I mean the plot was like it was it was good I, I don't know actually i guess i would also give that a 4.5 cuz cuz the plot was definitely like cohesive and they did a good job bringing things from the past show in and everything like that
0: yeah, um, yeah. i'm actually right with you i like i i rate mine beforehand so i try not to be influenced by my guess cuz i always do that it's like I'll not like a movie and then I'll see like the AV club gave it an like an A minus. I'm like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I also gave it a 4.5, I think. Everything really came together nicely and yeah, er, like everything had a cause and effect. Nothing was dropped yeah. that was mentioned. And like I'm nervous because at a certain point I th- I feel like I'm being nice to this because I watched this a lot when I was a kid, and The Fairly Odd Parents has, like, a small but special part in my place in my heart, but in the end, I do think that it, it's earning this. Like, I it's agree. It's an underrated show, I think, in the grand scheme of cartoon history mm-hmm. or whatever, but I think rightfully so. Like, yeah. probably, definitely, I, I feel the more recent episodes I've seen, it's gone downhill a little bit, but I mean, any show that's been on for 10, 15 years is going to kind of Run out of steam at some point. Yeah. Uh, What did you think of the acting? So with this voice acting, voice acting. I mean, I honestly,
1: if I were to give anything a five, I'll 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 throw in one five in there and give that a five because voice acting. I just it's for this show. It's phenomenal. So many of the voices are so
0: different and specific, and I really love it. Mm -hmm. You know, I gave this a look. I'm I'm going to change my score. You're going to change your score? Yeah, I'm going to give it uh, a four point three. Four point three. Honestly, I I feel like uh, I love Alec Baldwin. I'm not sure how perfect he was for this because because the adult um, AJ and Chester they're played by the same actors that voice the kid or um, Chester is voiced by the same guy. Um, AJ is voiced mm-hmm. in the adult, as we said, by uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like there could have been somebody else that might have been able to voice Timmy a little bit better. Because, I mean, my voice is clearly different than when I was 10 years old, but you could see where my voice goes from to here. Yeah. With Timmy going from Tara Strong to Alec Baldwin, I don't really buy it. Like, Timmy has a certain, like, whininess in his voice inherently. Yeah. And when he turns 18, he has, like, that, oh, cool. Like, sure, your voice is going to change in cadence and stuff, but... I don't think it would drop all the way down.
1: Side note: I love the the image in my head of Tara Strong being in a booth and like saying
0: the lines of like, "Oh, guess we're playing the Cougars today." <laughs> yeah have you have you seen like interviews with her? Yeah, um, I'm, I've she's watched like
1: one or two. She's I I actually I, she posted she had a Vine. And I watched her vines a lot because they were so funny. And it, it was just, like, it
0: would just be her talking to like her pet rabbits. Yeah, and doing. I'm gonna tweet this episode at her and see if she does anything. That would be
1: great. She'd be like, "Ooh, I liked it." Poof, poof, <laughs> or whatever.
0: Uh, <laughs> so that's. Oh yeah, I saw I saw, the tariff, I saw right?
1: that that, uh, that one show tweeted at you yesterday. Yes. Yeah, so
0: two weeks ago, I reviewed <laughs> the Netflix original Beat Bugs, and not affiliated with Netflix. Not affiliated with Netflix. And they tweeted back. They they quoted the tweet, which means like they retweeted it and then added their own comment. And I don't think they listened to the episode. I'm pretty sure I cursed in that episode. Oh no. I mean, look, they're the ones that retweeted yeah, like it's not your fault. I like I always like to at people that I'm talking about or tag like Disney or whatever, because I think it's it's fun, especially people that are searching for them, they might see that. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Maybe the people at Beat Bugs liked it, or this will be my undoing, and this will be the cease and desist letter that I've been <laughs> waiting for. You're going to get a cease and desist letter from Beat Bugs? <laughs> no, not Beat Bugs. Uh, and then finally, the humor. Humor. Four,
1: maybe three. Because, okay, I I enjoy the humor of of the cartoons maybe it's just me being being cynical after growing up and being 20 and watching it again but like i thought it was funny but there were a lot of jokes that just like i was i was like eh. like i it never made me laugh out loud yeah and like there are children's shows that can make me laugh out loud and this just maybe maybe it's because i knew all of the jokes maybe it's because i expected them i'll give it like a i'll give it a 3.5 um Cause I, I think even if I thought it was really funny, it would only be because of uh, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was it was a good time to watch. It just wasn't five.
0: Sure, I, <laughs> I get that. Um, <clears throat> I I think I'm going to give this a I'm I'm giving it a four. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about that too. That it's like yeah, I don't know if if I if I had been seeing this for the first time, I think I would have known the places that I was gonna laugh cuz i mean uh i remember as a kid liking this a lot and i laughed and it's partly why i bought it on dvd was yeah. because i enjoyed it uh, so much and
1: uh yeah yeah
0: i think so all right so we got a 4.5 a
1: 4.5 a 5 and and th- and a, f- a 3.5 for me we're
0: here uh and i'm getting a 4.4 4.5 4. 4.3 and 4 so crunching the numbers Fairly Odd Parents Channel Chasers, one of the highest rated things that we've had on this podcast, that comes out to four point three four. So that's 34. almost right on par with uh, Miyazaki's Spirited Away. What? <laughs> Mia's really spirited funny. Away is 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 a hundredth of a point. Higher.
1: It's four point three five.
0: It's four point three four three. Wow. So very very solid score and uh, Fairly of Parents Channel Chasers comes in just a little bit above what what's right above it, uh, or what is it right above? It is right above uh, Chicken Run and Labyrinth. Chicken
1: Run and Labyrinth. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't we
0: don't have a lot of movies that have gotten four point yeah. four point anything. We obviously we have not gotten a five was, a yeah, perfect five I mean, yet.
1: That's hard.
0: <laughs> who knows if we will? I don't know what movie yeah. that would be because The Incredibles did not get that.
1: What what was The Incredibles score?
0: The Incredibles got four point five. Oh, okay, so yeah. closest. Uh, who definitely. is
1: who is at the top? Is that The Incredibles?
0: Um. Yeah, looking at looking at my list, it yeah, Incredibles is at the very top. And then at the very bottom is Inspector Gadget. I'm surprised nobody's done. This. Or no, the very bottom is Heartbeeps.
1: Never heard of that.
0: You should watch it. I should. I, it's yeah. Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters as two robots that fall in love in the woods. That sounds great. That it sounds is wonderful. It was fantastic. What's the score? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who who reviewed it
0: with you? Um, uh, Ralph Appel, aka um, it came from the VCR or wow. VHS. That's cool. Or, no, it came from the VCR. That's great. Yeah. Um, so Vito, yeah. thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thanks for having me is, on. I is, hope this is, isn't my last time. But well, we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see. <laughs> depending so on what people time. think of our uh, <laughs> our woke views, um, is there any is there anything that you would like to plug or you want to uh, draw people's attention to? No. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. No, well, pay attention to your lives. Thanks. Aw, that's how sweet. <laughs> and uh, as always, you can follow KidFlix at KidFlixPod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and send us your suggestions or any thoughts that you have. KidFlixPod at gmail.com. I don't know why I said calm like that. It sounded like I said calm. I swear I didn't say that. <laughs> um, have a great day. Um, uh, listen, uh, I'll hear you all next week. That's my new thing that I'm trying to say because I think it's funny. Hear you, all, hear you next week. Hear you we'll hear you. Week. We'll hear you next week. Uh, go, go gadget, and show.